Welcome to the Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue Podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt, Sports Information Director at Hope College. Glad to uh, come to you each week with interviews with Hope College uh, coaches and administrative staff and, uh, and down the road some student athletes as well as we talk about the orange and blue in, uh, in this unusual time, but a lot of positives going on on this campus and uh, particularly with our athletic teams as they make the most out of uh, an unprecedented fall and certainly one will not uh, forget about for a long time. But with me today, head football coach Peter Sturzma. Uh, thanks for uh, coming today, coach, and uh, certainly not a fall you would ever have uh, dreamed or expected of. But uh, just take me through with you guys and your team, how you've been approaching this as you get are able to gather as a team and to make the most out of, you know, the, this COVID-impacted fall. Yeah, thanks a lot, Alan, for having me. And uh, if, if I may, I'll go back to when we learned about this in March. And, you know, that uh, Coach Hawkin and Coach Ricketts and I were uh, visiting Western Michigan University for one of their spring practices. And we were sitting in their meetings and we vividly remember they, they, put, they put the schedule up for the weekend. And it was a big question mark. They didn't know what was gonna, uh, the weekend was going to hold. And we drove back uh, to Holland, Michigan that day. It's a Thursday. Uh, that afternoon, the NCAA tournament canceled. The next day, things just started clicking and rolling faster and faster. And the velocity of changes that occurred during that time were incredible. Um, and uh, so I guess what I'm getting at is, 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 you know, since that time, we've said, let's try to make decisions with what we know and the information we have in front of us. And I have um, 100% appreciated and uh, respected our administration, led by Matt Skogan, our president, of course, our, our athletic director, and, and Tim Schoonveld, and, and our entire staff, that we just said, let's try to make decisions with the information we had. Uh, we did not start canceling football games last spring. We said, let's make decisions in June and July and then in August. And of course, now we're here, you know, with the idea that we started school very early. Uh, August 17th, that would have been the second week of our two-a-day practices uh, or in our fall camp, if you will. And so what have we done? How have we adjusted? It's been, you know, I give our guys a lot of credit uh, for, I think, uh, being really resilient uh, during this very challenging time because, you know, we always say that un un uncertainty creates fear. And when you're uncertain about what's going to happen in the future, you you start to get worried and anxious. And I think our guys, certainly we have that. We have that as our as the coaching staff. Um, you know that uncertainty, but what we've tried to really do is is uh, uh, is plan as as a way of saying we're going to worry about today, we're going to worry about tomorrow. Uh, going into a fall camp, we would have had 17 pages of of detailed organizational type things in a schedule in a Google form. Uh, that is, as you have noticed, that's our schedule, and it's 7:30 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night with meetings and all the things and meals and and when they're going to take breaks. Well, we made a decision. I was, let's worry about it week by week because we have had to be, you know, we've had to have those opportunities where we change quickly. Uh, we've had to move fields. Uh, we had to start out very slow uh, from the standpoint of we were just in helmets and T-shirts. We were on separate fields uh, for a few weeks. Then we were able to go on the same field but at different times uh, where the offense would go first and they would practice for an hour and 25 minutes and the defense would come on and we'd exit the offense off the field and enter the defense on the field. And to the point where we are now, where we're able to wear shells, have a practice that looks like a football practice. And, and in summary of your question, Alan, probably the biggest challenge is that I feel for our guys is that you play the game of football to play for those Saturdays in the fall. I mean, it's one of the greatest traditions of, of our country is the pageantry of college football. I would also tell you that one of the greatest things is Friday nights. 
Friday Night Lights and the high school footballs. So we watch them play, and then, of course, we're not able to play. Uh, it, it makes it for a challenge, and we don't see that pot of, gold at the end, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for our players, but they're just doing a great job of trying to get acclimated to not only – and I think this helps the freshmen. They're acclimating themselves as a student athlete and not just an athlete. They're acclimating themselves as a student. And when it comes to football, they're able to pick up on some of the things that we're doing offensively and defensively without having that three-week, oh, I better get it going right now if I want to get on this field in a, in a quick way. So the, the net result of what your question is, I think, is, number one, I feel for our guys. I really do. I, I, I feel like it, there's times when I think, you know, this is hard. This is really hard because we're practicing football, not playing. Uh, but yet I also know that uh, they have a, you know, some obviously wonderful opportunities to be a student athlete here at Hope College. And, and uh, you know, I, I feel for our coaches, uh, but they're doing a great job along with our players and just, you know, we're hanging in there. And that's, I guess, the best thing I could sum it up with. Obviously tough for a lot of reasons, not having that Saturday and that special event um, and some of the other different alterations they have. What would you say a positive that you've gained out of this time that you will take with you forward that's been a, a boost that you maybe not would have otherwise experienced had things been normal? Yeah, I would say uh, we, prior to COVID and prior to us being shut down in March, we really made a, uh, uh, you know, a goal of ours as a staff to start recruiting the 2021s and, you know, earlier. So prior to shutting down, we had 25 to 30 visits on campus. We had a basketball game in which our recruits visited. And again, that was 2021s. And then fast forward into that COVID opportunities, we, we just decided, hey, if we're going to all be in this situation, let's try to do it better than our competition. And so uh, we were involved in some 80 plus Zoom meetings and that provided us. And those were not group meetings. Those were individual meetings with student athletes, their parents, family members. Uh, we had a virtual tour uh, that was led through our campus and actually narrated. Uh, and, and I think that helps to just talk through what we're doing here. So I would say that was an advantage. I would say, you know, just from a, a personal standpoint, I think my wife has, and family members have seen more of me in the time of fall than ever before. Uh, my youngest son, Mitchell, is taking up golf. I played golf for the first time after August 1 in my entire life. Uh, you know, during the fall, I, I, my wife, Amy, will say, why you have that strange look? I said, I have never, I didn't know what people did on Saturday in the fall. It was just, <laughs> I've always coached football, whether it's, you know, playing as a player, Saturdays were filled up with workouts and things like that. And then as a coach, even at the high school level, we had Saturdays that were filled with meetings and, and lifting and things like that. And of course, being here at Hope and college football is Saturdays are work days. And so I've never really noticed what people did. It's kind of fun to watch, you know, so that's been an advantage from a personal standpoint. And I think, I don't know, sometimes my wife and kids would probably say, I don't know, it's so great to have you around dad with all your energy on Saturdays, but I <laughs> yeah. Mean, I mowed my lawn for the first time in the fall. Mowed my lawn for the first time in the fall. That's always been something that one of our kids has, has picked up. I like mowing the lawn, but uh, obviously from a time standpoint, I haven't been able to do it. So that's been a real positive. You know, I think at the end of the day, though, it's not about me. It's not about our, our, about personally what I feel. I really, I really want our guys to feel like, okay, we've made some progress here in a the program. They've made progress personally and that we have or see or start to visualize a light at the end of the tunnel here. Obviously, you guys showed a lot of progress last season, an outstanding campaign, uh, capturing the MIAA championship and advancing to the NCAA playoffs. I know that was a goal of the you, you got here. That's what you wanted to do and bring back to Hope College football. Now that you're there, how is the challenge? Is it evolved or is it the same approach 
as when you were first started and trying to, you know, become MIAA champ because each season's unique. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I, I don't mean to correct you, but we're not there. We've, we never will be there. We've never arrived at that situation. And, and, and so when we took over here at Hope, I think uh, the ultimate goal is to win a national championship and, grab, and graduate every one of our players. And, and, and you know, that's always going to be uh, our ultimate goal in, in that we want to build young men uh, into contributing members of society, great dads, great husbands, and doing great things in the world. And that's not going to change. Uh, and so to get to where we wanted to get to last two, last year, I mean, what I looked at is was I, we had a bunch of players that decided that, that, that it was their time. Uh, they were going to compete uh, every single day, day in and day out, practice games, what have you. And it was a group of, that was our first freshman class. And to, to see that for, to fruition was really about them. Uh, it was about their achievements and their accomplishments. You know, that trophy, uh, st I still haven't touched it with my bare hands and don't plan to uh, because that was about them. And uh, a lot of assistant coaches, when you talk about our staff, you know, you look at Andrew Hawkins, the offense coordinator, Mike Ricketts as our defensive coordinator. You have Dan Marcus as our strength and conditioning coordinator. You know, Mike Lapchak as our special teams coordinator. And then you add in all of the, the, the staff and Jim Caserta and, uh, and Mike Steffen and Jake Vanderveen and, uh, you know, Dave Geekus and, and, as I mentioned, Coach Margaret's uh, and uh, the new this year, Coach Lidgar, Coach Manning. You know, these guys do great things uh, uh, for our players, not only on the field, but off of the field. They really, truly connect with them. Um, and then, you know, I, I always feel like a part of our staff is, is our athletic trainers and Tim Caberna and, and Sal and, and our equipment manager, Gordo, and, and, and our managers, Joey. And, 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 you know, we can't have our entire staff together. We're missing Sterk and Tice as our managers and filmers and clock operators during practice because, you know, we've had to just close down our – you know, our, our organization from a bubble standpoint. And so, you know, to answer your question, uh, truly, Alan, it's, it, that was a great accomplishment for our players. That was a great shot in the arm for our, for our program and for Hope College. Uh, but there's a lot more to accomplish here. And if you recall, Wartburg handled us pretty well in that game, one of the, uh, the 32 teams that were left competing for a national championship. And they beat us uh, fair and square. They beat us, uh, they, they outcoached us to start with. Uh, they beat us physically. Uh, they were better prepared. They, you know, they, you know, we look at our national player of the year candidate, Mason Apple, and they had a lot of Mason Apples. And, and, our, and our guys had a valiant effort and a great effort, but that's just a stepping stone. And that's a, and I think you talk to our guys who graduated last year, they'd say, okay, that's great. Where are we going now? And that's always that constant improvement that I think that we seek day in and day out in this program. That's as, as long as I'm here, that's what we're going to look to do is improve every single day. Uh, improve every single day. It's, you know, we've been given a great opportunity to improve today. And I would say in particular with COVID, Alan, we've really had to learn to worry about today because we can plan and be, you know, incredibly proactive about what's going on, but tomorrow might change. Uh, and, and, and today, today might change, you know, so that's what we're focused on as a staff this morning. We talked about that. Like how, how can, how can we improve today at practice? How can we up the the ante and up the energy level and up the competition level? Uh, that's that's our that's our focus, and that always will be. Real, real proud of our players and our coaches, but there's a lot more to be accomplished here at Oak College Football. I know. With that, does it help to have? You know, obviously, as you say, things can change, but right now there's a plan in place and a schedule that you look at, and you know, against MIAA teams that you'd love to to go, you know, five and all one and all each week. Um, just talk about the spring and, and how you're building toward that, what you hope to get out of that experience. Again, it won't be the fall, but it's still a chance to compete uh, against uh, 
you know, uh, MIAA schools and, and, and prepare yourselves, you know, for next fall. Yeah. You know, I laugh with our players because, of course, one of the best NBA players in the world, Allen Iverson, always said, we're talking about practice. Well, in a lot of ways, that's what we are talking about because the NCAA has given us 114 days of competition. And when I say competition, the, the opportunity for us to be together uh, during the 2020-21 school year. So that's practice. That's weight training uh, in season. Um, that's competition games in the spring. And so what we're trying to do is balance that out. And so, you know, we're going to hit that 40, 45 opportunities here this fall with the idea that, w- that when we leave here after Thanksgiving, our players are done with, with final exams. They go into that off-season, off-season conditioning program. Uh, and that is the sole purpose to come back ready to roll in January. And then we have a finite amount of time to get prepared for our March 19th, 20th oper- opener of five games. So to have that out there, of course, is – it's refreshing. You know, and even in this fall, we have had some things that I think everybody could say, okay, we're getting a little bit of an opening here. We see a little bit of, a, of, a, of an opportunity. And I don't mean a crack. I mean an opportunity where we're starting to feel like we're normally practicing. You know, when you see our players put their shoulder pads on, we don't have full pads on. We're just going shells. That's kind of fun to watch. And you hear the little bit of a crack of the pad and you're like, okay, you know, that's, that's nice. And I, you know, I, I have to, without, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that the way our college, you know, again, led by Matt Scogan as our president and, you know, and our, our team of five that have led this, this, this entire COVID uh, really response from our college, right down to the athletic trainers, our doctors in the Ottawa County Health Department. We have been working in lockstep day in and day out. Are we doing the right things? Are we monitoring the right things? Are there things that we can evaluate and change? Uh, you know, for the better. It's not just like, oh, we just hope like it, you know, like it works. No, they really are making sure that it works. And we're not perfect by any stretch, but I would tell you that I, you know, I've read a lot of articles about schools that are doing it well. I'm hard pressed to find one that's doing it as well as what Hope College is from an overall management of our students and student athletes on this campus. Uh, That doesn't mean we don't have things we can't get better at. That doesn't mean there aren't things that you're looking at and go, ah, why are we doing that? No, I think all in all, you can give that a high mark as to how we're doing it. So in saying that, you do get a hint of what's happening and what's going on. You know, at the end of the day, we, you know, we don't generate $100 million like the Big Ten does in football uh, for each school. And so when you look at that and you look at the, you know, we were one of the last leagues, one of the last leagues in the United States to play Division Three football that ended our season. Uh, so I give our, again, our league, our, our league and the presidents to say, hey, we were trying to hang on. You know, and our commissioner, they were trying to hang on. Uh, but it just became very uh, apparent and evident that it was not going to happen. And so to have a plan in place and get ready to roll, and hopefully we can make that spring uh, an awesome opportunity for our players. And, of course, with our seniors, we have a number of our guys that have already said we're coming back. Uh, and so we're not going to mess with their eligibility. The NCAA has said that that's going to be the case by playing 50% of the season at this point. Another sign of the excitement uh, that's around this program, the recent announcement of the uh, donation uh, from uh, – Jim and Eileen Hearinga for a, a new uh, locker room building at Ray and Smith Stadium. Uh, obviously pending uh, uh, approval from our board of control, but an exciting announcement and a wonderful generosity uh, that'll be used not only by the football program, but several teams as well, the athletic department here. Just, I know you've been involved with that. What is, what is uh, the Hearinga's, uh, you know, generosity mean to you and in this football program? Alan, that's a hard question to answer. It's an easy question to answer, but it's a challenging one from this sense. It's just so unbelievable. 
uh, it's just really mind-boggling to think that um, a family uh, can can just you know, just be so generous and just so unbelievably giving and caring for an institution like Oak College. And, uh, you know, to sit with Jim and Eileen on so many occasions and just be able to talk with them about what they're about and what their passion in life is about and the things that they're so much about, so caring. And I'm just, I just am so honored and humbled and privileged to be a part of that. Um, and, you know, I think what has, what has come of that. And, and again, as you said, that's all, of course, pending the, the, the board of trustees approval on this project, but what has, what has re resonated from that was the opportunity to connect with many people, uh, you know, from an alumni standpoint to, to really be on the ground floor of this thing. And that it's a, you know, it's an opportunity for our, our, our student athletes to have something that's right there that's going to be state-of-the-art, that's going to be uh, 15 feet from our field, uh, where not only our student-athletes and coaches and, and uh, you know, athletic training staff and equipment staff can all call home, but something that we can, you know, as a student body and as a, as a college uh, can really be a, 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 really a, a gem on campus. Uh, as you and I walk around this campus, we look around and and certainly, you know, we, 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 can, we can talk about the bricks and the mortar. At the end of the day, it's about the people and about the memories that create, that are created within those facilities. But to have a facility that's going to be the hope way, the hope tradition, the hope sign of excellence and the, uh, the things that it's going to provide, to me, is, is, is really neat. And I think, uh, you know, if, if all things go as planned, you're going to see some things happening very, very quickly here this fall. And this will impact generations to come. But just... When you talk about uh, Jim and Eileen and, and what that family has meant to us uh, in the hearing a name, and it's, uh, you know, it's a name you see around town, the Holic Civic Center, you see it on our tennis facility. Uh, you know, you just, you, you know that it's a, a really, really neat connection uh, and not only connects uh, their family with Hope College, but it connects the college with their family and the greater community of Holland. Yeah, their care for student athletes, I would be risk not to mention that part of that donation to help our dance department and, uh, and, and upgrade uh, the offerings there as well, in addition to athletics. So a big thank you to the Herringas for that uh, donation. I know Hope College obviously has a special place in your heart, Peter, as you uh, were a student athlete here. And then uh, uh, now I've been coaching at an assistant and then went on to a successful uh, high school coaching career at East Grand Rapids and then returning to your alma mater you're taking on a little bit of different role this year. This is the first year you're going to have two children as uh, students here and also one student athlete. Your son, Robbie, will be uh, playing uh, baseball for Stu Fritz and the Flying Dutchman. Your daughter, Hannah, is a junior now in her junior year at Hope. How has that impacted to be a dad on top of being a coach? Because those are two totally separate or similarities, but there's a lot of differences between those two uh, responsibilities. For sure. You know, I'll start with Hannah as, as a junior going into her junior year. Certainly this is very, very different, different than she would have ever expected. And of course, I, I, you know, what we've learned through this, Alan, is this is really challenging for our upperclassmen because they know what hope is about. They know what it's like. And to go through this COVID uh, thing that we're going through right now, it's not what, you know, it's not what we want. It's not what we, we, any of us signed up for, but you know, they're very resilient. She's very resilient, but it's been really great to see her go through that journey to figure out where she wanted to go and, and what she wanted to do, and she has just absolutely loved Hope and, for what, and, and what it has been uh, able to offer her. You know, and she, she was a student athlete in high school and just decided she did not want to play in college. And, you know, to be honest with you, as a dad, I was totally fine with that because I know the commitment level it takes to play college sports. 
And it's, it's really, she would be the one getting up at those early times. And she was a tennis player to go hit tennis balls. She'd be the one traveling to tennis tournaments. And so I really, I really felt at peace with the fact that that decision was about her and what she wanted to do with that. And, you know, and then fast forward, of course, to this year, as Robbie Sturz was entering into a freshman year here and, you know, honored and privileged he could play uh, the game he loves, the game of baseball and uh, play for a, a dear friend and Stu Fritz. I was on the student committee uh, as a student athlete here that hired Stu Fritz as the baseball coach. And so obviously we've had a long, you know, uh, connection with Stu. And, and yet I also know that, that uh, and Stu and I have talked about this, Robbie and I have talked about this at the end of the day, Stu Fritz is going to play the best nine in, uh, on the team. Uh, the best nine in the program. He's going to pitch the best pitchers. He's going to, you know, bring the best relievers and he's going to play the best. And, uh, you know, Robbie understands that this is college baseball and, and college sports, but it's awful nice to be able to have, you know, I, I can hear the bats hitting the balls out there as we're practicing. And all of a sudden I see the team leave and Robbie walks by and waves. Uh, and, you know, that's neat. And I, I also am very, very conscious of the fact that I want this experience to be about them, uh, you know, to have their experience and to have their four years of college be theirs. Not my, I've already done that. Amy and I have already gone through our college days. I uh, wish we were a lot younger to go back and do it again, but you know, it's theirs, it's their experience and they have to find uh, their niche and they have to find the, uh, the things that are positive and negative and they have to learn from the things that don't go well and the choices and the decisions and all the things that go into it, it's theirs. That's not, uh, that's not something that, you know, we have to let them, uh, you know, kind of fly and, and as they say, fly, be free and, and enjoy that college experience. But, you know, just, I, I mean, I've had so many people say, how lucky are you that you get to go to work every day into a campus that your kids go to school and and I say, I, I feel very lucky, but yet I also don't stop by and see me every day. You don't stop by and see me every day, but there's just that time. And all of a sudden I'll get a text like, Hey dad, want to go to lunch? I'm like, yep, we're going. And I've told, I've joked with Matt Skogan. I'm like, Hey, I might have a meeting with you as, as the president, but if my son or daughter calls to go to lunch, I'm out. And uh, he kind of laughed, but it's just, it's the way I feel about it. It's just, it's, I, I feel very lucky, but I also feel like they need to have that opportunity to, to uh, enjoy the college experience from their perspective. I'd say President Sogan probably uh, Matt recognizes that he, or and it's going to be coming too with three kids himself. There's going to be, uh, it'll be fun to watch him as he uh, continues to lead the college and has that family life continued to build. I'd imagine I, I would be curious about with your role and your lens right now as a dad on your recruiting. And um, I, I have to imagine you have a pretty unique and crystal focus on what a parent is thinking right now as they are trying to help their child decide where they want to go and invest, you know, the next four or five years of their life. How is being a dad right now of college age students impacted or altered or whatever with your, your, as far as your recruiting? Yeah, well, and first of all, I, I, as a parent, as a dad, I have a perspective. I don't have the answers. Um, I only have a perspective. And, you know, when I was a middle school principal, I used to uh, talk to parents a lot about what it's like with their kids at school and how much fun it is to be around them. And, and, but I also wanted to make sure that I, I, I was never going to, I, I'm not giving parenting lessons. I'm not going to give any type of lessons. All I'm going to do is take a perspective. But the perspective has been interesting for me to watch uh, and observe, certainly as I get older. I think part of that's just with experience, uh, but watching my, you know, my son go through the process from a baseball standpoint, watch Hannah go through the process, our daughter, uh, when it comes to uh, tennis and that, and those kinds of things. And then our youngest son, Mitchell, is, uh, you know, he's, he's really started to enjoy the game of golf and he still plays on a hockey team there and he's really enjoying the game of golf and to watch that has been very unique. And I guess what it does is it makes me take a step back and realize this. It still is at the end of the day, 
parents are sending their student athletes, and in this case, football to us, and they're entrusting us to take care of their sons. And I guess one of the most powerful statements I can make to a parent is that I'm going to take good care of your son. If he skins his knees, I'm going to put a Band-Aid on it. If he gets tripped up or falls up or makes a mistake, we're going to help him work through it. If it gets hard, we're going to tell him to pick himself up and get going again because I think that's life. That's what I want for coaches and mentors and professors to do with our children. And I think, I think so many parents out there just want that. They want their son or daughter to have a great experience. They want them to be treated fairly. They want them to be pushed. They want them to be motivated. They want to know that someone cares. They want to know that they're going to put their arm around and say, I love you, but let's get going. You know, and that we have, we have a job to do, uh, that we have balance, uh, that we teach the right things, that we show the right, you know, the things that are important. Uh, family is important. It's important to me. I know it's important to so many of our guys. I also know that, uh, you know, in the things that we are going through on our society around us, you know, we have a lot of work to do. We have, a lot to, we have a lot of work to do in building our team and building the culture of our team, you know, so that everybody has a voice and everybody has a place to stand. Uh, and, and, and we have to, we have to be great listeners. Um, and that's, you know, that's something I've really, really challenged myself on is be a better listener. You know, don't try to answer that question before they've really truly asked it. Um, there are some things that's just, yep. You know, if you ask me, Peter, do I need to stop at the stop side? Yes. You need to stop at the stop side. I think we know that, but it, it, I, I need to be a better listener. I need to, I need to make sure that our student athletes have a voice. Um, we need to make sure that we're doing things with this time that we have. That's a little bit different than normal falls. Uh, is making sure that we are seeing our guys in a different perspective and that they are taking care of their, their, their studies. Um, you know, one of the things we prided ourselves on is that on a weekend and a given fall, 96% of our student athletes stay on campus. Well, during the times that we're in now, I don't think we're at that high level. I don't know. I don't have any research to support it, but I think we've got to continue to find ways to have our, our students and our student athletes engaged to what we're doing on campus. And that's challenging because we can't get everybody together at once. And we can't, you know, we haven't been able to have team meetings. We can do Zoom. We can do our meetings in the stadium. We can do our practices and things of that nature. But really sitting down in a, in a meeting room in person, which I'm such a big proponent in, we haven't been able to do that. You know, Alan, you were a guest speaker of our team on uh, every single year. We'd bring in business leaders. We'd bring in coaches, uh, other mentors, pastors, lawyers, doctors, you know, teachers, you name, we'd bring in so many different perspectives because I believe in the perspective of our students and gaining that perspective as they, as I believe that's such a part of our entire uh, experience here at Hope College. And so, you know, that, that's given me as a parent, uh, you know, a, a perspective when we have student athletes in, I think at the end of the day, parents want to know that their son will be treated fairly and with respect. And that's away from them. They're going to have people going to love up on them and push them to be the very best that they can. I know obviously the game of football and, and coaching follow-up means a lot to you and in investing and in giving back to the game. You do a lot of that with the American Football Coaches Association. Talk about your role with the AFCA and how you see that group helping everyone, every football team manage, you know, these uh, challenging times. Yeah, I've served on a number of committees uh, throughout. I was, on the All-American Committee that chose the All-American teams, uh, you know, and, and been on uh, the head coaches committee and things of that nature uh, for Division Three. And what I've learned is that there are so many differences in Division Three, and there's, of course, so many similarities. Like, for example, you take Division One BCS schools, they're pretty much offering the same thing. Full scholarship, play on Saturdays in front of a million people and, you know, on TV, and then, of course, sell, sold out stadiums and state-of-the-art facilities. Division three is not always that same thing. You know, you might be playing in a different region 
uh, of course, of the country, but with different uh, fan bases. You might be playing uh, some, you know, some have, you know, streaming games, some aren't. Some have radio stations all over, some don't. Some, you know, have significantly larger stadiums than others. Some have different financial aid packages, though we all can't offer athletic scholarships. There's very different financial perspectives. And so that's been a really neat learning opportunity. Um, I've also learned that, you know, there's some incredibly talented coaches out there and some incredibly talented student athletes that play Division Three football. You know, when you look at, uh, if you were to come out and look at our offensive line right now, our right tackle 6'8 and 295, our left tackle 6'5 and a half and 312. Uh, and then you have, you know, the up front, they go 260 and 280 up front. And you're, wow, those are big, strong, fast, tough dudes. Uh, and, and so I've learned that, you know, call it what you want. It's college football. And, and so I've been able to gain that perspective. And then what was, what's been really helpful is this past, since COVID has, has, has really kicked in, um, there's been a group of about 25 to 26 of us that uh, have met uh, a few times a month uh, during this time on Wednesdays to really talk about ideas, uh, to talk about things that are going on. And I knew coming into late July, I saw some things going the wrong way when it came to the numbers of Division three schools that were dropping. In a lot of ways, it was uh, due to the testing that was going to be uh, suggested, not mandated, but suggested, and those, that testing is expensive. Uh, again, but that's where I will tip my hat to Hope College. They have just put um, the students and the student athletes uh, first to give them the very best opportunity to compete. And when Matt Scogan said, you know what, we will take care of the testing. We'll make sure that it happens. That you just, you just can't help but take a step back and say, that is what Hope College is about. They've made a commitment to our guys. And, you know, we've had guys, you know, and, you know, in the times that they've been here tested a minimum three times and many as five and six times on this campus. And, you know, we're doing, we're, you know, with the, 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 the testing that they do of, us, of our sewage water and dorms and, and, and things of that nature to the, to the surveillance testing of our student uh, population every single day to our student athlete surveillance testing, 25% of our student athletes every day. You know, I mean, they're putting their money where their mouth is. And I just, again, I tip my head. I know it just sounds so cliche, but it's just that, that, that needs to be uh, recognized and realized that, that our, our college is giving our kids and our student athletes the very best opportunity to compete. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I feel like the work that the national committees do gives us a great way to look and say, okay, we're doing it well, or hey, have we thought of this? And to be able to bounce in uh, ideas and use them as sounding boards has been really phenomenal. Well, thank you, Peter. It's uh, uh, good luck the rest of this uh, semester. We're getting close. The students have done a great job so far, and we're you know, I, again, the goal was to be in person for this semester, and uh, we're getting closer to uh, uh, that Thanksgiving goal. So appreciate your time. Look forward to watching uh, you guys compete in the spring. It just like I said, as you mentioned earlier, it just feels weird not having that, hearing the cheering uh, from the crowd, scoring a Hope College touchdown and that nice video board. And uh, But we're uh, going to have some fun in the spring and certainly create some more memories too. So appreciate Peter and good luck the rest of the fall. Thanks a lot, Alan. Go Hope.